computer. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, what up, Trash Talkers? Happy Sunday today. Uh, we were kind of delayed with our episode yesterday. No big deal. We were uh, shooting a movie. Yeah, that's kind of what we do. Um, today, I'm drinking 10th Mountain Distillery. And also, shout out to them as well. I uh, hope everybody tunes in, watches this episode. Special guest today, our Danny. He flies shit. I don't know exactly what he flies, but he's going to tell us about it. And of course, I'm here with Nick, Joe, and Buddy, um, who's got a lot of stuff to say again, apparently. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited about that one. So uh, over to you, Joe. All right. Thanks, Dave. Good to see everybody here. What's up, Danny? What's going Buddy, on? quit moving around. Um, can't go in his house. Sit down, buddy. Sit down. Buddy, sit down. I just down. went to the house, Joe. Damn, you told me to go out. in the house. I went to the house. Somebody put it a bell on him, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe it's that fist to Levi Garrett he's got in his cheek that's that's throwing him off balance. No. Hey, listen, I don't really have a soapbox, man. I just thought it was great to uh, see all the 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 whiners and the criers get what they um, you know needed for their whiny cry Sunday fuel, which is American football. Um. God. It was beautiful to see uh, the NFL come back. Uh, boycott them if you like. Uh, we're not gonna. But um, no. that also brings me to my next point, which is uh, the Book of Earl and Joe predi prediction is one weekend and looks pretty good. Cam Newton, uh, only a couple rushing scores, led the Patriots, has them rolling. So we'll uh, we'll see what everybody says when they when they start out at eight and zero. Uh, maybe, maybe then they'll start making excuses for why we were right on that one. But also, I'm going to do a little football review. And why not start off with our home division, the NFC North? It was great to see everything return to normalcy, which wasn't even so much the Packers, which we'll get to that. And Aaron Rodgers did look like MVP. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was unbelievable today. I think he threw for 404 and zero picks. But um, also, the Detroit Lions reminded everybody from Detroit exactly who they were in classic Detroit Lions fashion, giving up a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter with 21 unanswered points to lose 27-3. to 27.3. At, At, At home. Yeah, it was beautiful. Actually, DeAndre Swift dropped a touchdown-winning pass with two seconds to go, so that was perfect. Um, that was perfect Lions form. So thanks for getting back into shape, boys. And like my, my late grandfather said, you can dress some sons of bitches up any way you want. They're still the damn Detroit Lions. Anyways, um, also, which brings me to the Packers game. And I couldn't help but watch as Aaron Rodgers chewed through a Minnesota Vikings defense and think how disappointed in my good friend Nick Earl I am that he hasn't once – I mean, I can't believe with the kind of fan he is, he hasn't introduced our friend Dave Aaron Rodgers yet. Or me, as a matter of fact. You know, I mean, Dave brought it up on a trip. We, we, we didn't know he felt this way. And, you know, I thought about it. And it is, it's a dick move, Nick. Why haven't you introduced us to Aaron Rodgers? Again, I tweeted him. He didn't respond. Uh, I'm going to try again tomorrow, but it's probably – You're trying to teach Dave thing. about football, Reasons. and you won't even let him – see the resources that you have at your disposal. I mean, it's obvious. You and Aaron Rodgers are friends. You got the jersey for on. Nick, for Nick, is it Aaron Rodgers or just Aaron? I thought it was just Aaron. I think he yeah. calls him A-Aaron. A he calls him hero. Yeah. He calls yeah, him I, just hero. Call him, I just call him homie. We're on that kind of thing. Or, the, North, you know, so, or yeah. the NorCal JJ, but they, we'll keep that one quiet in case he's yeah. listening. Yeah, well, I guess we keep talking about football a little bit. But, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, uh, they said he did some type of spiritual stuff this offseason because uh, I was uh, – I've been mad at Aaron Rodgers for the last decade when he's just been wasting NFC championship games away. I'm like, you know, like stop pouting. Like you're the best that you're maybe Warren moon through a better spiral than you, but that's about it. I'm like, like you're, you're the best thrower of the football of all time. And you're pouting, stop pouting, like be a leader. So he smiled all day today and just threw lasers. So whatever that laser beam him, he threw to Adams was in unreal. Insane. So like I said, mate, whoever, whatever shrink he's talking to, we got to get them to. I'll introduce you to them, Dave, if I can find out who the hell they are. And then uh, please do, man. Please do. Okay. I need to talk so, to him. Anyways, it was good to see football. It was it was beautiful to see um, all these people want to turn it into something political, and that's uh, honestly it makes me laugh because we're still going to watch football if football's on. We're watching it. You know, being American, eat a steak. Let's go. Um, 
But that is all I got. It was great to see football. Nick, you're still holding out on Dave, and you need to introduce him to some of the Packers. You obviously know. Um, but I'm going to turn it over to Buddy, and the uh, floor is yours, bud. Hey, guys. How's it going? First of all, uh, I know Dave is uh, is drinking the 10th Mountain Distillery. Uh, which one is that that you're drinking? You're drinking the Bullet, isn't it? Which one is it? Yeah, that's the bourbon. Yeah, the bourbon. Uh, well, I had an issue. I tried this uh, this Alpine Glow, the cordial, yeah, yeah, or yeah, the cordial. Um, and I think that we got a bad batch, and then I think we need to. You guys just need to send all of that. I'll I'll taste it all. Uh, just send You'll it. You'll take care of it for us. You'll take care and of it. And I'll make sure. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't want you guys to get poisoned. I know. You know, Nick thinks that he's always getting picked on. That's why he got put in Charlie Company and had to go to all the bad missions. So, you know, I got it. And and because I was in Bravo Company for a little bit, I'll take the bullet. You just send it to me, and I'll make sure that none of you guys get sick. Here's um, you, buddy. That's, that's really nice of you, man. Hey, that's what I do. That's I what I do. I take care of the men. We got to take care of the men. You know, while you guys are off gallivanting around making movies, I'll just be sitting here on the porch making sure you guys don't die. Anyway, uh, so uh, honestly, Cap time. I was only going to hit one, but uh, Dave's sitting there, and, and I feel like he needs this PSA, so I'm just going gonna, gonna to hit that one first. And then we go, you know, we talked about – Joe talked about football is back. We're back in fall. And uh, this really is it's, it's more of a PSA than an honesty cap. So I'm going to skip the part where I talk about, like, the outfits that are about to start coming from the basic dude that's wearing, like, he looks like he's got the skinny jeans that he was like a lumberjack that hit a growth spurt. and Like, it doesn't look good. Like, you got, like, the two types. You got the guys that got too much leg in there, and it looks like they're walking around on Nick's famous beer brats just shoved underneath their belly. And then you got the guy that, like, has done upper body but has not seen a leg day in the gym in a hot minute. It, it's not a good look. Don't do that. Also, stop where – do not – doesn't matter what your girlfriend, your wife, your mom, the back to future look with the vest jacket thing, don't do it. Are you cold or are you not cold? Is your, if it's only 50 degrees out, I don't think we have to worry about hypothermia making your core colder than every. I got to protect my core. Shut up. You look like an idiot. You don't own a DeLorean. Do not rock that look along with your flannel and your stupid. I don't know if it's like a religious symbol beanie cap where they just wear it on the back. Stop. Don't do it. Throw on a baseball cap, a sweatshirt, and some blue jeans and go do your shit. Like, other than that, calm down. Dave, also, I know that at some point you're going to go to the barber and he's going to pull those clippers out and start trying to hit that hard part. Just part your hair like a normal person. Stop the hard part. Just use a comb. It takes two minutes. Do your thing. Just get it straight. There's no reason to get it shaved in. Vanilla ice. It's Everybody's way better than vanilla ice, buddy. Way better. Danny, how's that supposed to look again? Do it one more time. It, pay attention. Pretty Dave. much, you, can, you can't do Pretty that with much. your haircut. You can't do that. So all that, right, that looks the better. second, the second, and the most real honesty cap. I had a conversation the other day with somebody, and we were talking about the uh, the promotion standards for E8s and E9s in the army, and we were discussing it. And we were discussing the fact that it's become you know at one point it was have an associate's degree if you can. Go to schools, go to combat. Now it's go to schools, go to combat, must have a bachelor's degree and be working on a master's. In five years, must have a master's, must have schools, must have all this stuff. And that's great and all. But if I'm an E8 or an E9 and I've been to combat several times, and I've got Ranger School, Pathfinder School, like all these other schools. And I have a master's degree. Why the fuck am I working for you? Who's in charge? Why am I, what are you going to tell? What, 
what the fuck are you going to tell me? Why do I need a master's degree to tell you that whatever plan you're coming up with is stupid? Why am I not making $6,000 more a month when I have, I got more experience, more schools, and the same degree you have? Why are NCOs selling themselves so short? And why did we decide that we needed to be the commander's, like, Siamese twin attached to his hip? stuck on a computer or stuck beside the commander for every meeting. Most of us have been NCOs at one point. Danny, he, he sold his soul and went to uh, kind of the others. I don't really count warrant officers as real officers, though, because they just – they know where they came from. So they, Wait, isn't that what you tried out for? No, no, no. I just took the test. I was too – I was yeah, way too was old yacht, to be a right? pilot. I was too old to be a pilot. I had to be a, a, a oh. He, he hit the left runner instead of the right runner, and it kicked him out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, went, I went from staff sergeant to warrant, which, which is like uh, going to E4 with pretend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. But all of us have been in, in – in, all of us know officers. When's the last time a damn officer made a decision on the spot for anything? Why does the damn sergeant major need to be in the meeting? So if the well, if the colonel makes a decision, I got to be there. No, you don't. Because guess what? He's not going to do ever make a decision right then. It ain't going to happen. Hadn't have. We had a uh, a thing here the other day where the O fours had to go do a stress shoot. My question to them was, well, what's the stress shoot? Are they going to make you make a decision and then shoot your gun? Because that would be the most stressful thing you had to go through is make a decision in five minutes. Because <laughs> if that ain't the case, like, it, it, wait, I need to gather my staff and like some other people and say, we got to have a committee that makes a decision. Nope, you got to make a decision right now. I don't, my heart rate's high. I can't do it. It'd be like an NCO doing a thousand burpees and then trying to have to zero his rifle. Ain't going to happen. Anyway, that's all I got on the. Uh, yeah, hey, on, hey, buddy, yeah. buddy, before you introduce Danny, uh, yeah, you're pretty right. But for the civilians that watch our uh, podcast and hear our podcast and watch the show, so the O4s are majors, and uh, what he's what he's also discussing is the fact that they get paid significantly more because they they are supposed to make decisions based off of planning and all the warfighting functions, and they like come up with a, a plan. Right. The non-commissioned. Well, let's the one also, Nick, let's make sure we let him know. Like, there was a reason that officers had a degree at one point. Because, because none of there us was read. a time in the Army when if you were an NCO, <laughs> there was a pretty good chance you didn't know how to read or write. Exactly. We're not there anymore. Yeah. We're past I that. have a – actually, I'll go into it after you introduce Danny, but uh, I, I have a very similar story to that. And like I said, that book that I was going to write, I'll still write it because it's going to – Everything I write is gold. So uh, when I when I write it, it'll be awesome. But uh, go ahead, uh, buddy, and introduce uh, our guest. Hey, hey, I got the uh, the distinct privilege to uh, to introduce Danny Bell. So uh, Danny is a pilot over with uh, the one sixtieth uh, right now. He flies CH four, well MH forty sevens over at the uh, the one sixtieth. Um, which I'd love to tell you that. Uh, you know, we met on a mission. It was late at night. I was fast roping off the back of his helicopter. In the middle of uh, Syria. In the middle of Syria. In, he put it in some kind of crazy autopilot. We went down. It, that's not how it happened. Well, that may be how it happened, but I can't tell you, Nick, because you don't have the uh, the clearance for all that. But the, uh, the alibi way it happened uh, – so I'm running uh, the engineer section for fifth group right now. We're building uh, a hall of honors in our, uh, our fifth group, uh, basically meeting area uh, for gold star families to come in. If, uh, if anything happens to get their, you know, it's a, a less formal place for them to get talked to and, and go through all of what's going on with them. Um, and, you know, I saw a, a, a Facebook post that uh hopefully danny talks about his site here in a minute but uh saw a facebook post um where you know this guy is pouring about three thousand dollars worth of epoxy on uh what is probably the the uh the coolest conference table that i've ever seen in my life no uh no wolf cookies and not trying to blow any smoke up anybody's ass but that table is awesome um 
I keep looking and I realize that the guys in Clarksville, we need to get a conference table done too. Get in touch with them. Uh, Danny and his, and his business partner, i.e. his wife, come by and uh, we go through the project and start talking. And, uh, and more and more, I realize that, you know, Danny is, uh, is really a perfect fit for uh, what we're doing here. Um, he's, uh, he's on his way to get out. And, uh, you know, he's been to a bunch of things that, uh, that for veterans uh, and, and he's really into woodworking and he's, and he's working his woodworking thing with, you know, veterans recovery and stuff like that. But, uh, but we, we went through it and, uh, and like I said, I'll, I'll let Danny do more talking about him, but uh, you know, he's going to get uh, shit talked here in a minute when we start talking about, you know, how while we were sucking in the, the hot or the cold and then the CH-47 pilot comes walking out with his thermos and his, and his plug to plug it into his, his flight plan into his helicopter and all he does is pour his coffee and push buttons and the aircraft basically flies itself at this point. I don't even know why they're there really. But anyway, I digress. We're, uh, uh, but before that, you know, Danny's a great American doing, uh, doing God's work and, uh, and it's and it's really a pleasure to have him on the show. Danny, go ahead and uh and tell everybody what you're about. Hey, cheers, Danny. Danny. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no worries, man. Thanks for having me. Uh what a fantastic, fantastic introduction uh by Buddy. Yeah, we met dating on uh on Facebook. He saw my video, he liked my stuff and he that's called also, me. That's also that's also clearance stuff, Danny. You can't tell everybody that we that's dated. It's a secret. That's fair enough. Uh also about the you know, I don't know what CH-47 pilots do either because I'm, I'm not one, you know. I was one, and then I went over to the dark side where we fly MHs. You know, it's modified. But I can't get into that right now. Uh, I'm not even going to go there. Uh, sorry I even mentioned it. We may have to go uh, edit that. No, uh, I got to Campbell here in 2006. I was a, I was a, a PV-2, you know, I was a sweaty, getting out there, getting after it. And, uh, but I was an aviation sweaty, so that's different. Uh, you know, I went to Fort Jackson, which is, uh, it's like basic training from concentrate. Um, it's not that pure organic stuff, but, uh, <clears throat> got out of there, went straight to green platoon here at, at regiment and then, uh, got out of that and immediately went to Sierra at Bragg, uh, with the homies. And, uh, that was cold. <laughs> yeah. When did you go to Sierra, Danny? Uh, what month? I went February, I went the end of January of 07. Oh, gross. So it was terrible. The funny thing was my little brother was in uh, the Q course at the time. And so we're out there and we're in the same line for chow hall. And I'm probably, uh, so my little brother, he's uh, short and stocky and I was tall and skinnier at the time. And, uh, and he's blonde and I'm brown haired. We're not supposed to talk to each other, but I, I can hear him like five dudes behind me. So uh, I'm just standing there in line and I just turned around. I looked at him. I was like, hey, man, you got a watch? And he goes, uh, yeah. And he takes his watch off his, and hands it to me. And I was like, thanks, dude. And I turned back around and just stood there in line. And all his buddies were like, who is this dude in line with you? Like, <laughs> So uh, that was pretty neat. And um, anyway, so I got into the, uh, into the unit here. I um, uh, started crewing on the 47. So I was a, a door gunner, for lack of a better term. Uh, did that for eight years, went to flight school and, and actually went to, I was telling, I was telling buddy, I went to SFAS and I tripped on a ruck and I went, uh, ass overhead, hurt my knee. And I was standing there at a, at an obstacle, nasty Nick. And I was trying to jump and they were, you know, doing the donkey kicks and I could only do a donkey kick with one leg because <laughs> they were just, you know, candidate <laughs> do the exercise. So I got booted. Um, I said that to say, uh, it's funny, I've been in the Army 15 years, and uh, I never really, um, you know, I didn't get U.S. Army tattooed over my heart. Um, I just, like, this was something I wanted to do. My dad was in the Army. I grew up in New Hampshire, so, like, we, you know, we didn't learn about the Alamo. We learned about the Revolutionary War, and I focused on, uh, you know, being barrel-chested, and I wanted to do my thing. 9-11 uh, hit, and I took a few years uh, to come in, but I came in in 06. And, uh, but I, but I also was like, I also did other things in my life and all that matters because later on, 
you know, when I started having issues, I guess, uh, you know, my store is a, a PTSD related one. I've never been, you know, I don't have a purple heart or anything. Thank God. <clears throat> but those are just enemy marksmanship badges anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah that's why buddy never left a wire. He didn't want one either. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't have one either. Uh, probably cause the, uh, the, the probably people didn't do anything. Were bad yeah, 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 spades. I would, I would argue that it, 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 it says more about the recipient of that award. Mine was my big ears, you know. Right, so Danny, uh, you brought up a good point uh, before you go on to your PTSD story, which we all want to hear about because our, our audience loves hearing about it and there's somebody listening that doesn't want to talk about it and we give them the courage to do that, kind of the point of the show. Uh, but you brought up a good point about how you learned about the Revolutionary War and not about the Alamo. And Buddy can contest this because he's from the South, you know. The South has never really won at anything. So, like, the Alamo is a great story, but they lost, right? They lost. And then, like, you know, the Civil uh, War. Did they stuff. lose or did, yeah, they, they lost. did they slow the enemy to the point they, that, they uh, lost. That, they lost, that some buddy. other general could come right. through and you guys make still have dirt roads. to a point where he was fighting on land he didn't want to fight on. I don't know. I don't know. I, didn't, I, don't, read, I don't read history good because I'm yeah, Alabama. That's fine. That's fine that you don't read good. But, uh, again – not to mention, uh, Danny, Danny has I been able to progress further in the military because he follows of, uh, winners. He's from the north. north. He's a winner, buddy. He's from the north. Danny's a winner. All right. You're from the south. You're a loser. Uh, Sherman burned your whole freaking country down, and you still have dirt roads. I, I, what I was get it. Wisconsin I mean, doing during all that time? Uh, they, were, they were winning. They were winning for winning the north. Yeah, they're providing, providing winning what? soldiers. Uh, Wisconsin's the birthplace of the Republican Party and also the Socialist Party. So it's uh, it's a really fun state to be in, and we win a lot. I mean, we have the most football championships uh, for NFL, and yeah, we do. Not for not for college though. Oh, don't forget yeah, cheese. College, yeah, college. Don't forget Let's cheese. talk about roll tie. Yeah. Let's don't, talk don't about little Alabama. Can we let don't, Danny talk? Don't forget sharp cheddar. Back to Danny. Yes. Back to Danny. Back, Back to, to Danny. Danny. Sorry, sorry. We got we got sidetracked. But Danny, go ahead. Oh, you're good. It's, it's good. It's good banter. No, uh, you know, I came to the army and got wicked had doing good things from New Hampshire. And, uh, no, so the, this, all this crap ties in because, um, uh, I've always done woodwork and I did cabinet making right out of high school and I just stuck, stuck with it in the, uh, in the army. But, you know, I was having issues. Um, my doctor was the psych you know, I finally kind of called uncle and went to the psych and I was like, Hey, you know, I'm having, having some issues. And, uh, it was funny. I got to the point where I was actually almost non-functional before my wife actually made me. She's like, I was having migraines for like three days in a row and it was just knocking me out. She's like, look, you got to go. I was having them for a couple of years and doing what we do. And I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, push through it and, and just keep going. Cause you guys know the deal. If I call uncle, I'm just screwing him. You know, like somebody else has got to take my place. It's not about, you know, I can handle it like whatever, but it's, it's like, I don't want to screw my buddy and that's what everybody does. So you push on. Uh, but I actually, as a, as a pilot, I kind of got to the point where I realized that if I'm at risk, um, I was about to get evaluated to be what we call a FMQ, a fully mission qualified guy, which is like a, you know, is the team leader of the helicopter, so to speak. He's the guy who's responsible for everybody uh, on it. And if I was getting all jacked up and couldn't do my job, then I was a risk. So I finally kind of just called uncle anyway. And he was like, well, hey, what do you do for an outlet? And I was like, well, I used to rap and break dance, but then I became an adult and I promised myself I would never put my ass above my head intentionally again. And, uh, and he's like, okay, fair enough. And I was like, okay. He said, I was like, well, I do woodwork. And he's like, well, do that. And I was like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really want to. And the thing was, you know, type A's, Everybody on this uh, show's a type A. For the first time in my life, I didn't have. Uh, but but buddy's not. Buddy. But, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, except yeah. Okay, go ahead. I, I get it. He's coattail type A. He's oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, we're we're going to stop and pause to talk about me being a type A. But we're going to skip right over the fact that he just said that he was a breakdancing rapper and Dave didn't get anything about his rap career. Are we? Well, that's Dave, what we're doing? That's what Dave, we're doing. Dave, okay. Dave, who was a better rapper, you or Danny? Checking the standard. Who was a better rapper, you or Danny? Let's hear it. I don't know. Danny might have some skills. Dude, can we hit a rap battle real quick? Is that a oh, thing dude, that could happen? Do it. <laughs> do it. Let's do it. We'll set All it right. up. So, on the show. Okay. I want to get back to Danny's story because 
and, and real quick, trash talkers, the fight starts with Finn. You got to make that change and start it on your own, you mm -hmm. know? So Danny, good, 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 good call, man. I'll tell you, you know, I'll tell you the thing is, uh, for specifically to what you just said, man, uh, you know, I'm in a, so everything I say is from Danny Bell, you know, still being in, none of this opinion has anything to do with 160th, the army or any of that crap. So, so this is my story, my personal story, but you know, you I'm going to come to disclosure agreement. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the disclosure. Yeah. We'll send it to uh, you later. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm in a, I'm in a company, um, where, where everybody's at the top of their game for, for those who don't know what, what the 160th is, um, we're, Premier aviation anyway. Um, so everybody there's at the top of their game. When I called uncle, you know, my, my, the main guy in our company, the standardization pilot, he's the guy and the commander were the ones I talked to. And I was like, look, I don't really want everybody knowing what's going on because after I come back from this, I don't want them second guessing me in combat. I don't want them going, Hey, I don't know if I can trust that guy. So I was like, I'd like to keep this to myself. And so they honored that they did a good job, but the guys in the company, you know, we're, we're still all male in our company. Um, they were like, Hey, where's Danny? You know, but my, my stand standards guy was like, Hey man, just go home, you know, go be with your family, go home. They were amazing about that. Uh, super supportive. So I, I got a lot of time at home and I spent a lot of time in the basement um, doing woodworking. Cause after the psych was like, you need to do that. I finally bit the bullet. You know, the first time in my life as a type A, I didn't have control of my body or my mind. Like I'd be in the kitchen for, I realized three hours ago by and I couldn't catch my breath. Like something was bear hugging me, uh, like blowing up, you know, I'd hear an alarm go off in my house and it would get my blood rushing. And then I'd hear the kids scream and I'm like, quiet down, you know? <laughs> so it's like all those kind of eruptions start coming through at the house. And, uh, finally I was kind of bugging out. Well, once I went to the basement and started woodwork and I realized like three hours had passed by and I'm like, man, I actually, holy shit, three hours just went by and I didn't even realize it. So that, that really started help digging me out of the hole. But the guys at work, they just knew I wasn't there. Not only did they know I wasn't there, but they saw me start posting stuff on Facebook about woodworking and they kind of got the wrong idea that like this guy's just out, you know, screwing off. So after I got back up, I, uh, I got on meds and I, I got back up flying again and I went back to those same, same guys in the company. I was like, Hey, I just want to let you guys know what's going on. And when I explained to them, everything uh they all listened uh the guys that were there they listened and then one guy was like hey man uh like how do you know you're not going to be good again like how do you know you're not going to go over there and freak out and i'm like well he said how do you know you're good now i was like well because i knew i wasn't good when i wasn't and now i'm telling you that i am good so like i'm the guy you want to trust with that because if i wasn't good i'd tell you because i did already and he's like well how do you know you're not going to you know freak out again i was like well how do you know you're not going to freak out i'm like i don't fucking know but like, I know I'm good now. And if I say I'm good, I'm good. And then if we're over there and you freak out, like it's the same deal. And he's like, yeah, all right, good point. Um, the thing was, is all those dudes came up to me after and, and like, they all kind of said somewhat of the same thing. Like one dude was like, Hey man, like, I really commend what you did. I think that's awesome. He's like, I kind of have the same issues. I just drink a lot, <laughs> you know? And they, all like, have issues, Danny. they just don't want to make the change. They're too scared. You know? Well, it, yeah, that, that, and, you know, it's a culture thing. It's a, it's a, it's a culture thing. It's a, everybody, see, the thing is everybody has their own reason, their own demon, their own, like, like I'm not a big drinker. I never really have been, uh, but I do, but I, it's not a thing I care about really. Some guys drink heavy, some guys, uh, you know, whatever everybody does. Some guys just, I had one guy say, you know, I don't have, I can't have those problems. I'm Scottish. <laughs> you know, so it's like, he's not allowed to, He's not allowed to have it because he's Scottish. So I was like, all right, cool. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, you know, doing that, calling uncle led me to, to doing woodworking more, which led me into the next thing, which was uh, something called the Purple Heart Project. And uh, there's a guy named Rob Cosman. He's from, he's from Canada. He's just, he's a civilian dude. And uh, he's like a world renowned dovetail um, hand tool woodworker. He does tours. You ever heard of like the woodcraft stores? Uh, they're like a national chain of woodworking stores. And anyway, there's a, there's like a 85 of them in North America and he's taught at like 50 of them. So he went and taught at one, he was given lessons and a vet took his class. Probably like the third day in the vet was like, he's like crying at this dude's uh, course. And he's like, Hey, you okay. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, I'll tell you what. He's like, I can, 
I can live with this. And he's like, nah, I don't, I don't follow. And he's like, no, I was going to, I was going to kill myself. He said, uh, but like working with my hands, he's like, like I can do this. I can live with this. And, and he started connecting those dots. So he created the purple heart project. Um, he's Canadian dude. He lives in Canada, but seven times a year, he sponsors, um, no, six times a year, he sponsors seven combat wounded vets, um, Americans, Brits, Aussies, Canadians, but most of them. Get that plug, Danny. Can you, can you uh, name it again? One more time. We got to get yeah, that. So plug. It's, it's a purple heart project and it's a uh, Rob Cosman.com. Uh, he's not, he's not a nonprofit because he's uh Canadian. So he can't get an American. It's a weird, whatever, you know, thing. But anyway, I got to, and it's for, uh, you qualify for it if you've got a purple heart. So a physical combat wound or a mental. So uh, PTSD, anxiety, or a TBI. So if you've got any of those and they're combat related, you basically apply uh, online. And it's not a, it's not a, you either make, you're either qualify or you don't. It's not like a hierarchy of severity. So they're, now that's how they fill the slots. So I applied three times before I got accepted because I mean, damn it. If somebody has got a purple heart, they beat me and that that's good on it. Like that's what they deserve. You know, um, the point of it is, is that you got six civilians and six vets, the civilians pay like, uh, you know, $4,000 to come to this course and they know they're coming with vets, but they don't really understand what that means. Uh, and then the vets come and everything is free to them. So a vet will apply, they get a scholarship. There's uh they, he pays for your airfare. He pays for your, um, hotel while you stay there and his family cooks food for you and he this is the key he he hands you three like thirty five hundred dollars worth of like high quality hand tools and he says these are your new tools let me show you how to use them so everybody who's coming there gets this whole suite of hand tools and then uh, you spend the week from 8 30 in the morning till 11 at night learning how to use these hand tools he goes through sharpening dovetailing and all this stuff <clears throat> i'm the only active duty guy in my class um there was a guy sitting next to me. His name was Kevin Burris and he was an EOD tech. So he had been blown up over 150 times. And those were the times, those were the ones he didn't get, you know, the ones you couldn't fix. So like his spleen was in pieces and he couldn't hear out of this ear and he couldn't see in this field of view. And he was just all jacked up. And uh, everybody there came guarded on the first day. It was funny because as the only active duty guy there, I'm not, I'm not a vet. I haven't transitioned out and I don't know what it's like to go isolate after. And I saw all these guys come back and, and it took a, a little while, but then they all kind of looked around and started realizing they were in company again, you know? So it was like the dude with one leg, everybody's like, Hey, get over here, you know? And, uh, and they start cutting up with each other and really kind of start reconnecting and they realize they're in familiar territory. And now we're doing this thing that's like engaging, it's creative, it's working with your hands. Uh, and everybody just, you could, you could feel the room just go, like that and everybody just like synced um that dude kevin burris was the same one of those stories after the course he wrote a review for the course on the website and it said you know hey i i decided i was going to take my own life uh he's like i hadn't decided how i was going to do it yet he said but this course saved my life he's like you know a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff out there for vets where guys will like go to alaska on a, a fishing trip or go hunting or whatever and he went on a few of those. He's like, but this is the first time that I've learned a skill and was able to be given the tools to go home and continue that therapy on my own. Uh, so that, that I got to go to that and it completely changed my life. That guy, Rob Cosman actually came to Clarksville this past January to my store that I opened up by accident. Long story. Yeah, we need to, we need to get him on. We need to. Yes, yeah, so, absolutely. Um, and, and he will, he, he absolutely will do this. Um, but he's going to come back this January and my job is to get as many combat wounded vets in front of him as I can. Um, dude, he, he cried no less than 10 times that week. He, he doesn't want it. The only thing he wants from the vets, cause we were all there and we we're all going like, this is great. This dude's amazing. But like, what's the catch? Everybody there was like, what's the catch? What's the catch? And then he's like, here's the catch. And, uh, he said, the only thing I ask of you is that we're going to give you a blue chip, which is a voucher. Like this is a, this is a tentative voucher. You go out and find another vet who needs this course. You give him your blue chip and he's a shoe in. There's no assessment or there's no, you know, process. Like he's there. That person's just in. So back to the, 
I opened a store by accident in Clarksville called the, uh, the Hardwood Grove. And um, we, we sell kiln dried lumber and I do custom woodworking. So open a business, they said, during a pandemic, they said, while you're still active duty, they said it'd be all good. Um, so it's been crazy in my life, but we're, we're mimicking what Rob Cosman uh, is doing. So I started a GoFundMe and we're going to set up six uh, hand tool work, workbenches at the store. And we want to equip those six workbenches with the full suite of hand tools. We're going to pay Rob Cosman full price for those tools so we can support his project. And we're going to keep those tools at the store and we're going to do veteran outreach for free at the store for the same kind of stuff where you sign up for like a month. And then the first week we go over sharpening. Second week we go over um, how to cut dovetails. Third week we'll make a box. And, you know, the fourth week is just kind of refinement, that kind of stuff. So, so that's kind of what's going on. And, uh, and I'll tell you the, the woodworking is uh, I was trying to figure out a, a cool, stupid army acronym name because uh, that's just what we have to do. And so I think we've came, I think we've come up with war and that's uh, woodworking as refuge. And uh, I think that's, we're going to make it a nonprofit so we can collect money for free and, and really kind of give as much as we can to vets. Uh, you know, here's uh, that Danny. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. Thanks man. Good stuff, man. Yeah, good shit, Danny. Yeah, Cheers. Danny, that's that's definitely one of the coolest, uh, most interesting uh, forms of therapy through trade or through skills that we've heard yeah. on the show. That's that's uh, if somebody can find peace in that and then actually get the skill set and the tools to do it, that's incredible. So that's well, uh, not only is it a great thing, but that's uh, extremely interesting. So thank yeah, you. thanks, man. Well, if you think so, the the cool part about it is 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 it makes sense to army to military people because there's a set of there's a set of principles like things have to be square uh you have to be able to do this this and that like the principles you have to measure you have to uh there's things you have to learn there's rules or standards and then the techniques that you achieve those standards that's the artistry that's the creativity that's on you so if you want to make a box make a box but do you make a box with dovetails do you make a box by doing this do you just you know all of that is the creative side and you could spend uh, three weeks on just learning how to sharpen. And before you know it, you're really good at sharpening. So it's rewarding. And then you've got sharp tools so you can make better quality stuff. And then the stuff you start making starts improving. And uh, so Bub, Buddy and I talked about this. I think the real key is that people in the military peak in the military. You know, they, uh, they get to the point in their lives where you, you'll never, they get out. And it's like, you'll never have that level of responsibility and you'll never have that level of adrenaline or exhilaration again. And so you get out, I had a guy come to the store and talk to me because we do, we do, uh, you know, shop talks in the store where we open the store and people come in and talk. And the guy's like, you know, he's like, I used to be in firefights and, uh, he's like, I was like the guy everybody thought was crazy because I'm having conversations and I'm shooting back and I'm going and he's, you know, having fun during a firefight and all his buddies are like, all right, dude, you need to chill out. He's like, and then I come back here. He's like, and I'm not even good enough to swap out brake master cylinders on a car. Like I, they won't even give me that job. He's like, and I used to be responsible at this level. And now I can't even do that. So it's, it's a, uh, you know, it, it's, it's more than just like, I, you know, I peaked. It's like, I'm not even good enough to do these things anymore that, you know, so, so I think with something like woodworking or really anything in general that we can do is to try to help people realize like, you're never going to peak. You just have to find the next thing. And so for me, expressing woodworking and sharing woodworking allows people to discover something new that they can spend the rest of their lives trying to, to perfect. And it allows them to continue to keep moving forward so that they never peak because they can start getting better at that. And they can start even selling stuff or sharing that with others or their kids. Uh, so that's, that's a, that's a big, good deal. Well, yeah, like Joe said, you're not only gaining the talent, but you're also getting that therapy from it. So you're getting two, two for one, you know? Yeah. Hey, hey Danny, uh, the first time we talked at, uh, out there at the, the Hall of Heroes, you talked about, uh, you know, going, going to that class in, uh, in Canada and, and you were, you were meeting with veterans that had gotten out and, you know, you had your own demons that you were dealing with, but uh, they told you that you didn't even understand what you didn't, you didn't even know what you didn't know. Um, that was like a, a pretty interesting story to me. Yeah. 
Well, would you would you share that with uh, with everybody else? I think it's yeah, uh, it's really relevant. Yeah, that was uh, so the essentially the metaphor that one guy had talked to me about was so everybody had a chance to go up and share their story during the and you didn't have to tell anything personal. It's just they gave you an opportunity to introduce yourself if you wanted to say something you could to include all the civilians. Hey, hey Danny, Danny, and, Danny, uh, quick, Danny, uh, yep. before you keep continue, uh, Joe doesn't know what a metaphor is. What's a, what's a metaphor? Oh. It's like uh, thanks, Nick. Uh, <laughs> it's it's like for explaining uh, stories. Shut up, Nick. <laughs> it's a uh, it's the synonymogram is what it is. Um, you know. So it, <laughs> anyway, so uh, sounds delicious. Basically, in my uh, in my, my story, I was just like, look, I was like, I'm you know, I'm I'm not here because I've got a problem with you know shooting or the, the firefights and, and that part. I was like, the, you know, that aspect doesn't bother me. I said, I'm here because I've had quite a few near misses in the helicopter where I've almost crashed and, and died or, you know, even being, you know, RPGs and landing in firefights, not a big deal, but it's, you know, flying over water and almost crashing and having to, anyway, all that, a lot of that stuff. I can't talk about it, Bubba. You know, so uh, I'm not on here. We believe you, Danny. We just never believe Beck, Beck, you know, when you're talking about how you can't talk about shit. We believe yeah. you, though, Danny. Hey, but, hey, uh, we can't, Danny, we can't talk about our first meeting. Just, just keep it moving. Okay. <laughs> hey, all, all, all I'll say is uh, Deb Grew takes a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of credit for what, uh, what Danny and I do. It's not a huge deal. Well, they just, they just, uh, they just write the books. <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, so, so I said, you know, I don't have a problem with that stuff. I was like, I'm here because I've almost died in the helicopter a couple of times. So being in the cockpit makes me have panic attacks now, you know. And so, you know, I continued my story. Well, out of the other five vets that were there, uh, I think four out of the five independently came up to me later. And they were like, hey, man, not for nothing, but uh, you don't know what you don't know. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? You know, one guy said. He's like, look, like you still have to keep deploying. He's like, so you're not even thinking about this stuff. He's like, because you have to go back. So you're not processing anything. You're just continuing to move forward and you just, whatever happens, you're going to deal with it. Forget about it and move on. I was like, yeah. He's like, but you're on the train right now. He's like, and as the, as you continue on, like these things that they, they hit you and they just like, they grab onto you and they're flying behind you because you're moving forward with this train and all this stuff kind of hits you along the way and you don't realize it but it like attaches itself you know like you know parachute right suspension uh lines behind you and he's like but then all of a sudden you you get off the train you're out of the army and the train rushes by Gosh. you and continues and then all this stuff you've been dragging oh, kind of comes around and just surrounds you now so now you're so there he's like uh there's stuff that you don't even remember that you knew or you know knew that you remembered it just comes out of the woodwork for some reason. He's like, so they were like, don't, don't, you know, push aside the fact that that stuff doesn't bother you. Maybe it just doesn't bother you right now. And I, I took it to heart and I didn't just kind of brush it off, but it really made me remember something or think about something this way. Being active duty, nobody talks to us while we're in about getting out. And, you know, I heard one of the guys say they teach you how to go to war and they don't teach you how to live with it. Um, so that's the biggest thing that I see that we set ourselves up for failure for is because it's not that we set ourselves up for failure. We don't know what we don't know. We don't know that when you get out, you isolate yourself. And now if you go back to where you came from and you don't stick around a military town, you're now surrounded by people who don't even speak the same language as you. They haven't gone through the same experiences as you. So even if you wanted to communicate with them, they wouldn't understand what you're saying. So why even try? Because if they're not going to get it, it's really worth exposing yourself. So I'm just going to kind of sit here in my house, you know? Um, and so knowing that that's possibly what's coming for me, I decided to kind of spearhead that and like try to preemptively make myself do something else so that I, I don't peak in the military. I think that's what I keep going back to is, is for me. I just, I don't want to get to the point where I felt like the best part of my life is behind me. And, uh, and all I do now is like live in a world where nobody understands me. So Something that I'm doing, I was going to do this before AIDS hit, uh, chest AIDS, you know, COVID. And, uh, but I, I asked the commander if he would care. So I'm going to, I'm going to have a conversation uh, with, with the guys in our company, really our battalion. 
I'm going to be in uniform and I'm going to basically tell them my story. And I'm going to say, look, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a CW2. I was like, but I was you. I was a PV2 sitting in that chair in this unit. Uh, I've done almost every functional line job that we can do here. I've been you. I've been an instructor. I've been you and I've been you. And what I'm telling you is, is that you have to take care of yourself now. Uh, it doesn't matter if you realize it bothers you or not. The fact of the matter is, it doesn't mean you have to call uncle and go, hey, psych, I've got problems. But it does mean that you need to find somebody and something that you can uh, bounce ideas off of and call and say you're frustrated or like, hey, 100%, I want to fucking kill myself right now. You know? So uh, that's, Danny, that's a key you, thing. I think you literally doing. hit on everything that our entire community is about to include our page, you know, providing an outlet for everybody. Because once you make that step out, and Joe's been through it, you know, Nick and Beck and myself haven't been through it yet, but, you know, Joe can maybe add to it. Once you make that step out, it's a whole new beginning. You know, you don't have the military pushing you for that next higher thing, that next cool thing that you're doing, which is keeping the train moving. And then you get out, and it just freaking stops. And then you're in, you're in this brand new world, you know, and that's what, that's what our page is about, man. Just pro providing yeah. that outlet, you know, for everybody to just come in and talk shit because like yep. you said, that brotherhood, that language, you know, your civilian counterparts don't understand that, you know, your best oh. friend that you might've grown up with does not understand the language of the brotherhood, you know, so not that's to mention, not to mention when everybody's, uh, you know, beating the war drum and loving the military and that's all great. And they post this and they post that when you get out, bro, you're a civilian. Point blank, period. It ain't gonna cut you any favors. It ain't gonna cut you any angles, unless I mean, unless you got things set up and, and are absolutely lined up. And usually, that's done on your own merit. It's not done because you're a veteran. But uh, he's doing right now. It, it, he's transitioning right into it. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If you if you don't do it yourself or put those steps in motion, which I know both of you guys will, and and, and Danny is, but a lot of guys don't do that. You know, and, and, and this thing hits them like a ton of bricks. And uh, I told, I actually, you know, and I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. I told, I told Maya we were talking about, I said, man, I'm happy that we, we got this thing and I hope we keep it going for as long as possible because what better thing for Nick and Dave to have when they get out than to have this connection to the military still stay so present and so prevalent in their lives because uh, it, 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 it will make transitioning a lot easier, you know, to, to be able to, keep in touch with that community um, and, and persist on with what we're doing. Um, but yeah, it's awesome, Danny. Um, yeah. I hope that a lot of people watch this and not a lot of people pay attention to it because what you're doing is really important. Well, thank you. And I, you know, it's funny, man, because it's a struggle and uh, you know, everything that we do, a lot of it, uh, I'm kind of doing like I'm doing the social media posts. I'm doing a stupid live feeds on Facebook where people listen to me ramble. I'm doing the woodworking. I'm doing all the things. And I'm also still trying to, uh, you know, honor the military that I'm still trying to, you know, get out gracefully without burning bridges on my way out. But it's tough. And I still struggle with the stuff that I struggle with. Uh, but I, I think what you're saying is, is true is that this, this thing is something that I'm just learning about the, the transition out and getting out and trying to do things on my own merit. And I think the key is, is that I have to be prepared for if this fails and I, and I screw all this up that I still have a reason. There's still a reason, uh, you know, and I, we had a kid, we had a kid uh, killed herself about two and a half, three months ago. Uh, and it was funny. I'd already talked to the not funny. I already talked to the commander about doing the the talk, and then we we lost that soldier. And uh, it's just wild because I think I think the thing is is that the leaders like the, the when I came back as a pilot, the dudes that I had trained are now E7s and first sergeants or you know E7s. And so now I'm back as a W2, which really means that nobody really knows where I am most of the time. That's a joke. Uh, but those guys, as, as, uh, as long as your caps on your desk, right? Yeah, as long yeah, as it's there, well, you're at work. The, so, yeah. the thing is I'm always walking around and I've always got a green army book with a pen in it. And if you walk fast, nobody questions you, you know, nope. you're always on a mission. <laughs> yeah, so, but, uh, no, the thing is, uh, you know, those leaders, a lot of people don't have problems and a lot, of, especially in aviation, I guess that's specific to us. Like we've got a lot of support guys who do amazing stuff to keep aircraft rolling 
you know, and they're, and they're stuck in their shops and they come out and they bust their ass. 12 hours of sleep that you guys are authorized a day. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, it's funny, man. Like, uh, we'll, we'll rotate out and we'll bring a helicopter out and those maintenance dudes, they'll be up for 36 hours. Uh, you know, kicking ass because we'll, we'll tear aircraft down and then we'll tear and build another one up and they got to make sure it's ready to go because we have to transition, you know, seamlessly. And so those people are unsung heroes and, and, they're not a part of the sexy mission. You know, they don't, they don't go out and they don't get to shoot people in the face with a minigun. Um, but they, but they are important. You know, the whole, like, uh, your importance has no relevance to your proximity to the objective, you know, like no matter where you are, what you're doing is important, but those people kind of slip through the cracks because they're not recognized and don't even get me started on military words. Cause I'll get fired on this. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm remain silent also. That's what so, that master's degree we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I will tell you this: uh, from my perspective, I get I get the honor now to uh, to make things with my hands, people. And and uh, buddy, can we talk about the table or? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, and I I can't wait to meet up next week to really talk about it. But yeah, yeah. So so, buddy, hit me up to do a table. And, uh, and so we're doing a gold star table and, and I really, you know, so he has, he has four slabs that we're going to link up. Are you guys familiar with everything? Hey, real quick, shout out to gold star and everything that they do. Fucking phenomenal shit, man. Yep. Yep. So we, we, he wants, you know, so actually shout out to, to fifth group for this because, um, that was something that I think most army units, I think, well, I think historically could do better, but I don't know. I've never been in every army unit. I know 160th is pretty good about it. And I can tell you that I witnessed that fifth group's damn good about it. But this hall of heroes that they have, they've got a whole section they're starting up for uh, the gold star families. There's this room. And so we're going to make this long conference table where you're trying to figure out how to make this thing and make it relevant and make it um, and, and pay homage to, to the families who are left behind in this, uh, in this process. And, so we were like, well, why don't, you know, reach out to the families themselves and see if they've got any ideas. And, and if I remember, or if I interpreted correctly, what you were saying, uh, buddy, I think what one of the families said is that they can, they heard it's a river table and they could take river stones and paint gold stars on them. Is that what you were saying, buddy? No. So, uh, one of the, uh, the, our, uh, uh, deputy commander, his wife found some some river rocks that had gold stars engraved in them, uh, and they wanted to use those. And then that kind of morphed into the river, and then the the idea that we were talking about the other day. Go ahead. Yeah. So the 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 idea came, and this is this was uh, Buddy's idea. Basically, we're gonna have a river of epoxy going down the center. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the epoxy river tables, but that's kind of the jam, and that's what I've been really focusing heavily on. Um, but we're gonna have a river going down the center of the table, and we'll have those uh, those gold star stones in the center. And basically, as the river goes through those stones, it gets incredibly turbulent, like rapids, and it gets crazy and chaotic and just you know chaos. And then as it as it transitions past those rocks, it's gonna settle out not into calm rivers, not into calm waters again, but it's going to settle out into, uh, into, uh, you know, turbulent, but still moving forward. And so that, that thing is going to be amazing. And it's, it's cool because I, you know, gone from being in a hole to not being able to breathe to woodworking, to going to this thing and now starting a business and trying to run this thing to meeting buddy. And now we're going to do this thing together. Uh, my little brother was in fifth group. And uh, it's pretty cool to kind of be able to contribute to that that way. So it's an. It's it is it is awesome that your little brother made it to the big leagues. You know, not everybody can play, but uh, and you almost. I mean, you know, the one sixtieth is you know, you guys have the best coffee. We we do have the best coffee, and uh, you know he. <laughs> oh man, I could get so crazy right now. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Go for it. Do it. I mean, I'm just saying. Buddy's used to it. He gets beat every week on yeah. this show. That's what so. Buddy did in, in Spiker. He just drank a lot of coffee. You know? yeah. so now he's talking about more coffee. Come on, Buddy. Get with the program. 
Not true. I did a lot of salsa dancing also. So he still has a Samara coffee bean salsa hard. Dancing and you know how hard it is to get an entire company's worth of movies on one terabyte hard drive and not have duplicates? Or to get I mean, that talk last about PTSD. Talk about PTSD, buddy. Right there is a yeah. story for PTSD. I mean, gosh, <laughs> or when you probably just pay hey, we all have our every demons, time. Man. Yeah. It's all good. It's okay, Nick. Like, we can all have, you know, different types of You know of how games. hard it is to get all those stars punched at the Samara coffee bean on your card to get a free uh, one? It's called, the, it's called the green bean, idiot. It's a green oh, bean. Excuse me. Sorry, excuse Joe didn't know. Oh, did, 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 did we trigger? Did we trigger Buddy? We must have triggered I Buddy. He's in, he's in I didn't get the list of restaurants that yeah. you guys had access to either. I'm sorry. It was right <laughs> by the Chili's and the Denny's. Yeah, you know you won the argument when the person starts calling you names, so... Uh, good job, Joe. I, I don't think you've triggered anybody on this show, and you just got Buddy. You got him pretty good. So he's he's triggered Thanks, right now. Nick. Yeah, it's a big win. That's a big win today. Yeah. You know, funny story is that uh, I do have a green beans hat in my house. I'd go there, but I'm not allowed. As mm-hmm. as Joe knows, definitely uh, definitely took that from a from a green bean. <laughs> That's all he got. <laughs> that was his stealth mission. That was his secret mission that he did. He took the hat. Hey, but Danny, the Danny, give us the name of your company True. again. Give us that plug of the name of your company. And uh, yeah. like I said, I, I texted Buddy, but uh, he'll probably forget with drinking all that cordial. But uh, I mean, I'm, 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 me- uh, I'm currently, uh, I don't know if you know this, Nick, but I'm currently on a show. So I yeah. can't really send yeah. you the link. Uh, I'm just saying, you'll, you'll, forget, I'm you'll forget afterwards. I'm busy I asked for Dan's my, bio like a week job. and a half ago, and I got it yesterday. You so that was cool. We're on um, the same show, so right. I'm just saying after the show, uh, Dan, send uh, send buddy uh, a picture of your company that I can edit and put on the video. That way, people will see it. Awesome. Uh, but say, uh, say, the, say the name one more time. Yeah, it's a uh, it's the Hardwood Grove, and it's on uh, 2535 Madison Street in Clarksville. That's okay. Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> You guys were talking about this woodworking, and so I, I had to leave the camera for a second. But you check this thing out right here. That's why Buddy's so excited. I'm just going to leave nice. it at that. I made, yeah, look I at that. Look at that thing Nick's holding up that he bought. That's all. I, I, I made, I made I, this in sixth grade. I made this in sixth grade. So I just wanted the woodworking. I got sanded it and everything. It's smooth. It's really good. It's real nice. nice. But uh, that was my sixth grade woodworking project. This is about all I got uh, for that. So are we are we pretty much like on the same level now or no? Yeah, we're uh, okay. yeah absolutely. We're gonna okay. be sharing the same bench here in a few. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that, that that'll help me sleep better at night. I I, the I, funny I, thing is that to... I really I really wonder how many uh, uh, messages Danny gets after he talks about woodworking from everybody that he talks to that like put two sticks together with some uh, with some wood glue and they're like, yo, bro, look at my thing. I just no. built this, bro. Look at this wood. Buddy, Look at this, uh, buddy, this we got messages from guys like you. We know. That's how you met. Oh, he's got No, actually. And it's okay, actually, buddy. Actually, it's, it's, okay. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Buddy, we're not, actually, we're not judging you. Actually, this is how you. it goes. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, you know, so I did the, hang on, hang on. Hang on a second. I'm just trying to find the picture that. They're really, Crappy thing is, is, is the, one of the first times we met, that was actually what I did. I was like, wait a second, I got some stuff. I did some stuff, bro. Hold on. Hold on. Look, I put screws in this wood. I've never, had an, I've never had an expert's opinion on my clock, buddy. I just wanted to see what he thought about it. Like, I've never had a woodworker actually look at my clock. So I'm pretty sure he's going to hire me after this show. And uh, I'll, I'll make sure I'll take your company to the next level. I can do that. Anytime. I'll tell you what. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what, uh, that oak you have there is some solid looking oak. Yeah, and, I don't know uh, what kind of oak. Hey, look at Buddy smiling. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so inspiring because uh, if I had another rap album again, I, I would name it after that clock and it would be called Deciduous Lignans. And uh, people don't need to tell me how the clock works, just tell me what time it is. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's all that matters. Uh, but we will set up oh a rap battle. God, if we could get a rap battle between Danny and and Dave, I yeah, swear to God. Yeah, we'll come up with the rules for that later, and then we're definitely going to do that. That's going to happen. Uh, we do a lot of dumb shit on Trash Talk. Uh, I don't know if uh, people watching, make sure you go on our YouTube channel and watch the Toe of Satan Danny, challenge. Danny, uh, I, don't, I don't know where you're going to get your material to uh, – to rap battle with uh, Dave 
the recruiter from, but you, it's going to be, it's gonna yeah, be hard. See, the thing is, is, the thing is, is uh, I'm a true, true MC, so I don't pre-write anything. Same, so it's same. We'll have to do it on a live. Yeah, yeah you just gotta be, gotta be careful, Danny. He was a rapper in Germany, so he could rap like in seven different languages. So you gotta, like, you gotta be gonna uh, busted. I did some stuff here too. And I, I did some stuff here in the U.S. and I was on a mixtape with Eight Ball and everything, MJG, and I almost got a record deal in the here in the U.S. But we're not even gonna talk about it. But Danny, we're gonna fix you that just so, did. Wow, almost I, got a record deal. I almost got right, a record so, deal. Dude, almost. Hey, Danny, by the way, I can bench 400 pounds almost. Just the down part. Not a huge deal. I went to a vinyl store the other day. I almost made a deal, too. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Hey, buddy, you're going to be on the rap battle as well. We'll figure out the, you know, dynamics of everything here after the show. Well, yeah, you can be the host. Hey, buddy will be the host of it. Yeah, I'll record it. Buddy can be the host. Uh, Day, uh, Joe can be the judge. And then maybe we'll bring a guest judge on. So I think that'll all work out. That'll be perfect. Uh, let me get into my little soapbox here. It's not a long one. Uh, we're, you know, we've already surpassed the hour, but it was great stuff, Danny. Uh, you hit a lot of, a lot of the things that uh, we want to talk about on the show. It's the demons inside of us. If we can get it out, then all of us can crush it together. That's the, that's the main thing we're trying to do. Again, you know, I, I've been walking around the house, you know, with my chest out a little bit because, you know, we're movie stars now. That's one. That's super cool. We can't really talk about it yet because we signed this it's agreement secret. that says we can't it's talk secret. about it. Real secret but shit. Not buddy. Real Beckman's secret shit. Secret. Uh, but so that was super cool. And then also with the NFL, like Joe talked about earlier, you know, that's a that's something that I'm wearing this jersey. I got this jersey. It's Aaron Jones. All right, Aaron Jones is the running back for the Green Bay Packers. Scored UTEP. Today. Yeah, he went to the Yale of the Southwest, which is UTEP. Uh, that's where I go up currently getting my master's, uh, and which is, like I said, the Yale of the Southwest. Again, everybody can hear that. But his parents uh, worked at the Sergeant Majors Academy. And, you know, he is a great person. And why would I boycott somebody like that? You know, it's just, it's just dumb. Like that, that kid has busted his butt. And he's, he's made it from one of the smallest colleges in the country and as far as, like, football goes. And it's a pleasure to watch him play. And knowing that the message that he sends out, whether I agree with it or not, like, at what freaking point in this country do I have to have the same freaking message as you, right? Like, we will never, you know, grow as a society if we all think the same way. The Germans tried that. Dave knows. They all thought the same way. All right? And then they lost. Right. Like, so it's just why, why would we do that? Why, why in the world? Like, I love that Buddy Beckwith, you know, can't read good. That's fine. He is a different person that I have in my life that if I need a joke or something that I can go to Buddy because Buddy's going to give me that joke because right? he's a funny dude. I'm not going to Buddy to edit my paper. Like, that's not happening. I'm going to send that to somebody else. Uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I wouldn't do a very good yeah. job of it. Yeah. Go, go, go on with that is exactly what Buddy said earlier with the way the NCOs promote. And it's, I'll say it, we're going to have like, we're going to have the old SEAC on here in a little bit. Uh, but it's stupid. I'm literally doing everything that Buddy despises for NCOs to do to get promoted. So I am going to get my master's. I, I, I'm doing that so that I can get promoted. I got my bachelor's so I can get freaking promoted. I was, when I was an RI, I was like, might as well finish my bachelor's because I got time. So I did it. That being said, I have a good friend from Buddy Beckwith's territory, uh, Mississippi. You know that area right next to, next to Alabama, both 48th, 49th in education. Really solid states, right? So they, they yeah, but Alabama's 48. Oh, oh. <laughs> wait a minute, baby. Yeah. So wait a minute. We had this when guy. Did, when, did, not, when did North Carolina get out of that? Yeah, I think I North Carolina's 47 now. I think North Carolina actually might be 50th. Holy shit, they're uh, pretty sure they're 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah they might close. be 50, Joe. Uh, possible. But Joe's not from North Carolina. He's from Michigan. That's not a big deal. He that's he he knows he knows what a metaphor is and maybe even what a haiku is. Uh, but we'll 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 talk about that on a different show. Is it a haiku? Sweet, what, it's a uh, it's a Swedish donut. I shall say hello. Yeah, hey Garth, that was a haiku. It's a Swedish donut. Yeah. Uh, the the thing about it is, is I had this buddy of mine and. He just graduated Sergeant Major's Academy, and uh, I remember a couple of years ago, he's sitting there, we're down in Florida at uh, Camp Rudder, and he's 
all of a sudden I hear King, I said his name, King, because his name, crap. Anyways, I'll edit that out. Uh, so he goes, oh, what the fuck? You know, in, in, his, in, his, in his accent, you know, and I was like, his buddy Beckwith accent. I'm like, and he never yelled or never said anything like that. I was like, I go back there. I was like, what's up, man? And he goes, did you read this bullshit about MLC? And I was like, no. And he's like, they want you to motherfucking write APA style to be a sergeant major? And he's like, you do realize to be a master sergeant? He's like, I, I'm a mortarman. I hang rounds. Like, why the fuck do I need to write a paper? And uh, he's like, oh, and by the way, now you're saying I have to go to college. He's like, but I have 18 years in the Army. If I go to college and now I have a degree with 18 years in the Army, I'm just as good as a fucking major. And you're going to pay me an extra 400 bucks a month to be an E8? You can keep that shit. That's exactly what he said to me. That was just uh, probably one of the funniest things I heard. But, yeah, it is a little strange that education is never bad. However, comma, in the combat world, right, we need, we need NCOs to be able to fight. We need them to make decisions on the spot. And we need to make sure that they, that they know every weapon system, the ranges of everything, uh, you know, to be skilled as a pathfinder, to be skilled as uh, an air assault guy, stuff like that. That's what we need NCOs to do. We don't need them to be think tanks. That's what majors do. That's what we pay them to do. Uh, but yeah, that's my short little soapbox. Uh, it is like education never hurts, but again, we got to win wars and you, you know, writing an APA style paper, not going to win a war. Having a Sergeant major that keeps his guys in line and make sure that the medal gets hit and making sure that he can give the pulse to the commander about how his men can do things and how, what they can't do, making sure his guys get the combat schoolings they need all this stuff. A Sergeant major probably should do, which all my good ones did for me. Uh, that's, that's what we need them for. I don't need them to write a haiku. Like, that's like, good on you, man. Like, here's your paper on whatever. Pretty stupid. That being said, let it, I'll close this out. I just want to, you know, thank Danny one more time for coming on and thank uh, Aventura Training and Athletics. They're our, our sponsor as well. So, get, you know, get on our website, get on our page, get on our everything, get on our YouTube, subscribe, and then order some shirts, get some hats, because, yeah, it takes money to do shit. So, uh, Give us money so we can do bigger and better things. The Ventura Training Athletics, again, they're going to fix your body, right? And so once they fix your body, once people start working on your mind, then you can start being, you know, a proactive member of society and being, you know, kicking ass and taking names. Put in that BTT code at 10th Mountain Distillery. So get on 10th Mountain Distillery, put in BTT, you get a discount. And it's really good bourbon. Uh, apparently the cordial's fantastic. So I haven't tried that. I'll probably try it's it. It's not fantastic. It's not. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. super bad. Yeah. It Buddy says it's terrible so that we can just send it all to him and he'll get rid it of it. Horrible. Send it, send it to me. Also, yeah. before you yeah. close out, Nick, I do want to say thank you for riding my coattails on today's Honesty Cap for your entire spiel. Not a huge deal. You, you couldn't come up with something original, but that's great. I, Whatever. You're good. I just, you're good. I just put, it, I put it into northern terms so smarter people could understand yeah. it and actually action it. So your, like, your idea was awesome. Uh, I just made sure that people could you know, do something. You just took it. the slang off of it so we could reach our <laughs> geographical footprint as and far as people understand And that's why you got it. that big education, buddy. Yeah. Big brain. Big like brain. Yeah. So, all right, guys, it was an absolute pleasure. Uh, next week, we have the guys from Poly uh, Road Whiskey uh, in Hawaii, a distillery. They're going to come on and talk about uh, their operation. It's going to be a great time. So, see you guys all next week.